You are listening to Church Talk with Isaac. Good day, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Church Talk with Isaac. As always, this is your host, Isaac Watson, and I just want to uh, open up this episode uh, by reading one of our reviews and then we'll jump into the topic. Um, as always, I want to always thank my supporters, thank my uh, my downloaders, my subscribers for taking the time to uh, to do those things. It really uh, helps me. It helps other viewers and listeners who want to know more about Church Talk with Isaac. So I want to read um, a review from uh, Chantrell P., and Chantrell said, love the podcast and the topics that you cover. This is so awesome. And you're really helping others by sharing your wisdom and revelation. Thank you so much for that, Chantrell. I appreciate you. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast and uh, giving me the feedback. Um, so as I always do. I want you all to take a moment right now and stop doing whatever you're doing. I know I have some people uh, that say, listen, I've been meaning to write a review or I've been meaning to rate Church Talk with Isaac. And I've listened to more than one, more than two, more than five, more than seven episodes. But I have not uh, yet rated it. Listen, it only takes a moment. Take a moment right now. Pause from doing whatever you're doing, if you can, and rate Church Talk with Isaac and leave a review if you have to pause this episode to do that go ahead and do that now and then you can continue on um in hearing what i'm going to talk about today i really do appreciate it all right now i want to jump into today's topic uh and this is one that i believe is going to uh, help to give us some clarity some insight uh because really what i'm going to talk about today is a matter of language and understanding certain things um, where I come from in my in my church background, I come from a, a very I come from a charismatic background. So um, all my life um, that I can remember, I was in churches. I was in a ch I grew up in a church, really, that um, that believed in in uh, the charismatic. So we believed in prophesying. We believed in healing. We believe in casting out demons. We believe in, uh, uh, in in impartation and the ministry of angels. And, you know, we believe believed in charisma, the charismatic, the supernatural. And um, even moving into my adulthood, I've always been around environments that have emphasis, uh, that place emphasis on um, supernatural activity. Now, one of the things I want to talk about today is within the realm of uh, spirituality, the transference of um, maybe gifts or even um, the placement of, of uh, callings or missions upon individuals. And I want to talk today about mantles. Listen, I've heard a lot about mantles. I've been taught a lot about mantles. I've read a lot about mantles. Um, but there are just some things that I hear that I've heard that I've read that honestly just don't doesn't make sense. Now, I always want to, always want to, uh, to 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 give a disclaimer that, of course, these are my thoughts. I am not necessarily saying that anyone is wrong or anything like that. But what I always want my listeners to do is hear me out, hear what I'm gonna say, and weigh it for yourself. Test it for yourself. Try all things and see which things are of God versus things that may not be of God. 
All right. So I want to talk about mantles. Um, particularly, let's deal with uh, in the conversation of mantles, um, the passing of mantles. For one, let me just begin by just giving um, my understanding of mantles, my understanding of what a mantle is and what they represent. So a mantle is uh, for one, it's a natural garment. It's a natural cloak that um, that many cultures actually wore. But particularly, we're going to deal with Jewish culture that uh, Israel in certain uh, offices within um, the nation of Israel that they wore. It was a cloak and it symbolized a, a rank. Uh, it symbolized a particular function or duty um, what we read about in the Old Testament mostly. Uh, are kings wearing mantles as well as prophets wearing mantles. So we see men like Samuel. If you read and study um, the ministry of Samuel, Samuel wore a mantle. Elijah wore a mantle. Elisha wore Elijah's mantle. We see throughout the Old Testament where there are um, several leaders, several prophets in particularly, who wore mantles. And um, spiritually, when we're dealing with the mantle, the mantle represents um, a sense of authority. It represents a sense of preeminence. Uh, uh, the mantle represents um, the spirit of an individual or the authority of an individual given to that individual in order to accomplish uh, or perform a particular task, duty or mission. So when we're dealing with mantles, it represents the spirit and power given to an individual to accomplish uh, a mission, to accomplish a task, uh, to accomplish an assignment. All right. When we look at Luke chapter one, verses 13 through 17, it reads, but the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son and you shall call his name John and you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth for he will be great in the sight of the Lord and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb and he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. Check this out. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and, and, and the disobedient to the the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, this is speaking of the coming of John the Baptist. And one of the things that's said about John the Baptist is that John the Baptist himself is going to come in the spirit and power of Elijah, the prophet. This is very uh, significant because, uh, in other words, what the angel is telling John's dad, Zechariah, is that um, John is going to carry the mantle of Elijah. He's going to come when, when you deal with the spirit and power of Elijah, you're ultimately dealing with the mantle of Elijah. So that's one thing. So we have to what I want to do is I want to look at um, an example, because quite honestly, I believe what the Bible says about mantles, but I don't necessarily agree with how we've applied its implications. All right. Now, what I mean by that is uh, today we see a lot of people placing their quote unquote mantle on other people, maybe placing their quote unquote mantle 
on sons or daughters or or and and or we say, hey, I walk in the mantle of the prophet Daniel or I walk in the mantle of Joseph. I walk in the mantle of John the Baptist. I have a John the Baptist mantle or I walk in the mantle. Check this out of modern people of John G. Lake or I walk in uh, the mantle of Catherine Coleman. I walk in the mantle of Benny Hinn. You know, so we just we just hear the word mantle quite honestly thrown around in a way to where um, I think it deserves a conversation because again I don't know if the way we've been using it is the way that it's been intended to be used all right um, when you deal with mantles and the passing of mantles when you're talking about someone wearing the mantle or having the mantle of someone else there is only listen to me y'all there's only one example in the Old Testament that we read about that deals with the passing of mantles. And that is the example of Elijah passing his mantle on to his protege. Uh, what later uh, in the story uh, is identified as his son, Elisha. Now, first Kings chapter 19, uh, we're going to read verse 16 and we're going to jump down to verse 19. It says, also, you shall anoint Jehu, the son of, of Nimshi, as king over Israel and Elisha, the son of Shaphat of Abel, uh, Mahola, you shall anoint as prophet in your place. So he departed from there and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat. Uh, a, a Shaphat who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him and he was with the 12. Then Elijah passed by him and threw his mantle on him. This is the only time in scripture that we see an individual take off his 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 cloak, his mantle and place it on someone else as a symbolic sign of uh, of there being a transference of 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 uh, of of a mandate. All right. Now, I think one of the things that we've aired and one of the ways that we've aired is that we've created an entire doctrine of, uh, re regarding mantles around one experience. Um, any other time that we see succession in place in the Bible, this is not the model that we see it. But we built an entire doctrine around it. When we see that Joshua was to take the place of 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 Moses, we don't see Moses casting his mantle on him. We see him laying his hands on him. Um, we don't see we don't you know, we don't we don't we don't see uh, a Paul casting a mantle on Timothy. When we look at New, New Covenant or New Testament examples, um, we only see that one time. And that's with Elijah and Elisha. So one of my one of my one of my concerns with the teaching of mantles is a we teach that uh, mantles are something that uh, that transfers a calling that transfers a a, a a mandate or check this out that transfers a nature an assignment a gift when in actuality um, we don't see that as a model that is consistent enough to build a doctrine around now I know some of y'all don't like what I'm saying, and but listen, I'm going to go a little bit deeper with this because I think that this is something um, that we really have to talk about. I got questions. A, first question. Is it even biblical to receive mantles from men and women who are still alive? Because something else that we have to look at in the story of Elijah is that when 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 Elijah um, 
was was getting ready to be taken up into heaven. That is when uh, the scriptures say that the mantle fell. Elisha caught it. And from that moment on, he began to walk in the assignment that Elijah uh, began. All right. Um, I see a lot today where you have men and women who are alive putting their mantle on other people. So, you know, I've seen demonstrative expressions of what this looked like, where it's like, I'm a let me let me put this um, uh, uh, talit. On, on someone representing me putting my mantle on him or let me put my coat or let me put my jacket or let me put a sheet or something that represents me putting my mantle on someone. All right. Now, it sounds it sounds good. It sounds exciting. It sounds charismatic. But is it sound? Is it something that really makes sense? If you put your mantle on someone, how are you still carrying it? A second question. How many people can you actually put your mantle on? Because we don't see Elijah putting his mantle on on 10, 15, 20, 100 people. We see him give his mantle to one individual and that and that mantle passing was a representation of Elisha taking the place of Elijah's prophetic office. In Israel. We got to reexamine some things, How, you know, we're placing our mantle on 20, 30, 40 people. And can you do that? And you're still alive. All right. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a keep going on because. It's just some things that we just kind of got to reevaluate. All right. Oftentimes what I've seen when we deal with with the conversation about mantles or even doctrines, because I've, I've heard doctrines and teachings taught where it's like, hey, if you want my mantle, then you have to posture yourself a particular way. And they use the story of Elijah and Elisha. You have to posture yourself a particular way. You have to follow me. You have to stay close. You have to, you know, do all of these things. And really what I've seen is that doctrine taught as a way to keep people in submission to you, as a way to uh, to keep people in servitude to you. And also as a way to exalt you to where people are chasing you more than they are actually chasing Christ. It becomes very dangerous. It becomes very, very dangerous. Now, um, I want to know one thing. You know, why are we so adamant about and infatuated with the technology or with the, the, the teachings about mantles today when in fact we don't see any New Testament examples of a passing of mantles. You don't even hear the apostles talk about the passing of mantles. You can look it up. Let me know. I'll wait. But you don't find one example of where they talk about mantles. Now, someone may say, well, what about John the Baptist? John the Baptist uh, carried a cloak. He carried a mantle. But John the Baptist, it didn't say anything about him passing on his mantle to anybody else. As a matter of fact, it said that John the Baptist carried the mantle. In a sense, it says that he walked in the spirit and power of Elijah. But check this out. John the Baptist lived under the old covenant. He didn't live within the new covenant. He prepared the way for Jesus. Now, my personal conviction is this. I believe much of what we talk about as far as mantles are concerned uh, is really not the passing of mantles. I've heard people say, well, this person carries my mantle. This person has my spirit on them. I want to say this. I believe that there I believe in spiritual transfer. Uh, 
I just don't believe that what we call spiritual transfer is the passing of mantles many of the times. I believe what we call spiritual transfer is really impartation. And there is a difference between the passing of mantles and impartation. Passing of mantles means all of who I represent in the earth, I'm placing on you. Impartation says this, uh, 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 some of what I carry, I'm giving to you. So impartation can deal with gifts. It can deal with um, um, it can deal with grace. Right. So let's say someone walks in a, in a strong demonstration of of the gifts of healing. I believe through impartation that someone can lay hands on someone else and they receive a stronger deposit of the grace that that individual that carries um, um, the anointing or the or the grace for impartation uh um, for excuse me uh, that carries the uh, the grace for the gifts of healing and they can release what they carry a portion of what they carry to that individual to now that person is now um uh, they have a more um um they have a greater level of faith to flow in a portion of the same measure that the person who imparted to them carry that's impartation i believe that there are things that can come through impartation I believe that there are graces, there are certain strengths that comes through impartation. Check this out. I believe that there are things that took someone years and years and 30, 40 years to learn. Um, I believe that there are certain things that can be transferred in a matter of moments through impartation. Paul told Timothy, don't neglect the gifts of God that were given to you by the laying on of our hands in the presbytery. What does that mean? That means that gifts can actually be activated in a sense. They can actually be uh, awakened. They can be um, given through transfer, through the laying on of hands. That's not the same as the passing of mantles. My personal conviction is that um, mantle transference is an old covenant technology. Isaac, why do you say that the passing of mantles or mantle transference is an Old Testament technology, is an Old Covenant technology? Because for one, we don't see it in any examples in the new. And one of the reasons why I believe we don't see any examples in the new is because why do we need the transference of mantles when we have the Holy Spirit who empowers us by grace? I believe. OK, so let me let me let me let me give you something. I believe that what we see in the Old Testament with the transferring of mantles, let's even take now you can use Samson. Excuse me. You can use Samuel. He had a mantle and people. A lot of people say they, you know, that they carry certain types of mantles. But let's use Elijah and Elisha. I believe that um, what we see in the ministry of Elijah and Elisha with the transference of the mantle was only a type and shadow. Of. Of, of what we really have in totality, in fullness here under the new covenant. Now, um, for example, let me give you an example. When, when Elijah was ascending, the mantle fell, right? Uh, Elijah caught the mantle and he walked in a double portion. He did twice as many miracles as Elijah did in the earth. I believe that one of the ways we can see that is being symbolic of the Holy Spirit falling. I believe that 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 just like when Jesus got baptized and there was a dove that descended upon him and then, uh, uh, you know, the heavens opened and a dove descended upon him. I think that 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 dove can be a, a, a representation of what it looks like, the mantle of God or the mantle of the Holy Spirit, the mantle of Christ falling upon you. When we receive the Holy Spirit, I think that is a type of the mantle of Christ falling upon us. Why do we need any other type of mantle when we have Christ?
Why do we need anyone else's mantle when we have Christ, the fullness who gives us the ability to do twice as much as what they were able to do in the old? John the Baptist even said this. He said, look, I'm the least in the kingdom. He was the greatest of the old covenant prophets because he prepared to wait for Christ. But Jesus identified him as the least in the kingdom of God. And we shall be even greater than John the Baptist. OK, let me let me give you another symbolism as to why I believe that the mantle transfer stops at Christ. All right. All right. Let's look at Elijah and Elisha again. All right. So um, Elijah actually carried a mantle when it was time for. Uh, he passed the mantle over to Elisha. Elijah was was that prophet that lived in that day. She, uh, he he did twice as many miracles. He um, he was known as a greater prophet than Elijah in that day. Check this out. Um, Jesus said, "I'm not Elijah, but Elijah." If you can hear what I'm saying, J John the Baptist is actually Elijah, the one preparing the way for the Messiah to come. John the Baptist was Elijah preparing the way Malachi says it this way He's, he says that and I will send Elijah the prophet unto you and he'll turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to the fathers lest I smite the earth with a curse all right so we know that John the Baptist was the one who came in the spirit and power of Elijah according to the scripture that I read in, in Luke chapter one um, but check this out Elijah was preparing the way who did Elijah prepare the way for Elijah prepared the way for Elisha in the same way that John the Baptist prepared the way for Jesus. Now, hear me out. Elijah's mantle was passed the same way that John the Baptist's mantle was passed. What mantle? John the Baptist was called to carry forth the message, the gospel of the kingdom and prepare the way. He, Jesus being baptized by John the Baptist took upon that same mantle, that same calling, and he began to preach the gospel of the kingdom. John the Baptist said, I must decrease, but you must increase. In other words, you must begin to take the place as the dominant heralder of the, of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Check this out. Uh, in the in the same way, um, when he when Elijah died, he made sure that his mantle was passed. When Elisha died, check this out. Elisha died with his mantle. In other words, the transference of the mantle stopped with Elisha. Hear me. I believe that although we want to compare Jesus to Elijah a lot, I believe that Elisha was actually a type of Christ. Why do you say that? I say that because just like um, Jesus did way more than John the Baptist and Jesus uh, did way more than any of the old covenant prophets because Jesus uh, was instituting a better covenant made upon better promises. I believe in the same way that we saw Elisha do much more, twice as much, a, a, a two times better anointing, um, the double portion. I believe Jesus represented that double portion. And check this out. When Elisha died. The Bible says that they buried his body and there were certain men that placed a dead man's body on Elisha's bones in a different season. And that man was resurrected. He was quickened. He awakened. In other words, Elisha carried resurrection power through his death in the same way that Jesus carries resurrection power through his death. I believe that just like the mantle stopped with with uh, with Elijah as a type and shadow, mantle passing also stopped with Jesus. Jesus was the end of the line because check this out. There is none greater than Christ and all have access to Christ.
I really hope y'all are hearing me. And I really hope that what I'm actually saying to y'all is making sense. <laughs> so this is the thing. I believe that instead of raising people to lust after ministries and to lust after platforms and to lust after other men's um, graces and influence, I believe that instead of chasing men, God never intended for even the technology of mantles or grace or whatever to be to be something that we develop a theology where we chase men more than we chase Jesus. Amen. Amen. So when we're dealing with the technology of mantles, we have to understand that under the new covenant, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, is the new mantle. Everyone has a distinguished grace. Everyone has a distinguished calling. Everyone has something that they carry. I believe even today, if we want to talk about mantles as representing a sense of authority or influence in a certain realm, everyone has their own mantle through the grace of God where the Holy Spirit empowers them to carry out a particular work. So, you know, my personal conviction, I'm not wasting my time trying to dig up mantles from dead men. When I have a grace, I have a calling, I have an anointing. I have the anointing of the Holy Spirit to move in what he's called me to do in this day, in this age. Now, if you want to dig up old cloaks and if you want to if you want to do things that have already been done, then that's on you. But I believe that every generation has a new demand for new gifts, new callings, new assignments to be raised up. Now, some people may say, well, there's nothing new under the sun. Well, that's very true in a sense. However, you're new under the sun and you were born with purpose. You were born with an assignment. You were born with destiny. Therefore, there's something that you carry being empowered by the Holy Spirit that influenced many other people. Now, again, I believe in impartation. I believe in um, I believe in the fact that um, when people submit themselves to you and they allow you to serve them or train them or teach them, they're going to be some similitudes. But does that mean that there's a mantle that you're releasing to them? No. No, it just means that there is impartation that occurs where portions of what you have. You can impart into them, but it does not change their identity. It just empowers them further with more tools to be more effective in their own identity. Now, I can talk more about this, but I want to stay within uh, the time frame that I have um, uh, with my episode. So, listen, I hope this is something that challenged you in your mind, challenged you in your understanding. We have Christ. We have the new covenant. What more do you need? We have the Holy Spirit who empowers you with power and authority, with influence and authority. What more do we need? All right. Listen, y'all. I love y'all so much. Thank you for taking the time to check out today's episode. Um, again, go ahead and subscribe. Go ahead and leave a review. Go ahead and um, um, rate this. All right. I love y'all. 
I pray that you all have a fantastic day. And I just declare over you that you shall be who God has authentically called you to be. All right. Have a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Church Talk with Isaac. If you enjoy our content and benefit from this podcast, do me a favor and subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends, family, and colleagues. I'm also on all social media platforms and would love to connect with you. You can also partner with us by visiting IsaacWatsonMinistries.com and clicking Donate. Your partnership helps us to get the message of Jesus through Isaac Watson Ministries to the world. Talk to you soon.